Good morning. Good morning again. This is the day that the Lord has made. Now let us all rejoice and be glad in this day. As we prepare ourselves for Thanksgiving on this week, thanking God for his many blessings, blessing for that brought us a mighty long way. Let us prepare to get into the worship service so we can truly worship him in spirit and in truth. And if we get enough worship going this morning, if we get enough on this Sunday morning, enough on Monday morning, enough on Tuesday morning, enough on Wednesday morning, come Thursday morning, all we have to say is, Amen, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Join me now as we invite the presence of God's Spirit into this place. For those of you that are here and for those of you that are worshiping with us via way of our live screen, let us pray. Almighty God, source of all strength, understanding, and love, forgive our sins that keep us from you. Illumine our minds by the light of your truth. Inspire our hearts by the presence of your spirit and teach our unruly wills to act under the guidance of your love that we may worthily worship you now and sincerely serve you all the days of our lives through Jesus Christ our Lord amen now let us prepare our heart for our praise team so that we will praise God in song all right, everybody, let's get up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
that everything that's done and said is pleasing in your eyesight, Heavenly Father. We'll be careful to give you the honor and the praise. For it's in your precious Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord's love for us is what? It's beautiful. I'm going to say like, Pastor, y'all missed y'all shout right there. Responsive reading. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness and will sing praises to the name of the Lord Most High. Congregation. Mm -hmm. 
the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. All let us say together, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy and I will give thanks to him in song. Now, you know, that's what we have to do. This is Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving week, right? So we are going to sing, we hold to God's unchanging hand. And I know you know that one, right? So I want to hear you sing it to the top of your voice. Hold to God's unchanging hand.
Chapel, the Mission Ministry invites you to come and celebrate your birthday with us. Please join us for Everybody's Birthday Tea on Sunday, December the 1st, after the 8 a.m. service from 9.30 to 11 a.m. We hope to see you there. The K Chapel Missionary Auxiliary, via the Circle of Temperance and the Circle of Meekness, have partnered with the K Chapel Youth Department to present a brand new ministry calling all girls ages 11 through 16. We want you to participate in this exciting new ministry entitled Girl Power. Applications for this ministry are available now and can be picked up in the Old Fellowship Hall and should be completed and returned by December the 15th. Girl Power sessions will occur the third Saturday of each month from 9.30 a.m. until 11.30. Lunch will be served and the meetings will take place during the month of January through May and August through December. Be sure to mark your calendars for the upcoming annual Christmas Cantata. The Cantata will take place here at Cade on Sunday, December the 15th at 4 p.m. Have a wonderful and joyous Thanksgiving Cade Chapel. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Good morning, K-Chapel. We're going to ask that you keep all of those announcements in mind. But right now, we recognize that not everybody present this morning are members of this church. And if you are not a member of Cade Chapel, if your name is not on our roll, we ask that you would stand so that we can recognize you. Will all visitors please stand? All visitors please stand. Amen. We thank you for coming and worshiping with us this morning, taking out of your schedule to come and worship with us. We ask that if you're looking for a church home, that you please consider us. And if you are a member of another church, whenever your schedule allows, we ask that you would share a worship service with us. While you're standing and while you're here, we're gonna give you something now that you can only get here at Cade Chapel.
At this time, you will receive information on those that are in need of your prayers. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Mr. Robert Young lost his mother, Eula Dean Johnson. Funeral arrangements are incomplete at this time. First Lady Lucretia Buckley lost her uncle, Mr. Frank Wilson. That funeral was held on yesterday here in Jackson. Brother Elvers Alexander lost his mother, Miss Bessie Lee Alexander. That funeral was also held on yesterday in Glustad. We have in the hospital Brother James Johnson. He's in the hospital over at Baptist Hospital and remember limited visitation. We have Brother Kenny Williams also still in the hospital. We have recovering at home, Sister Emma Braxton, Sister Paula Epps, Mr. Levi McBride, Mr. A.J. Mack, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blonson, Sister Dorothy Aldrich, Mother Triplett, Sister Vera Collins, Sister Aletha Lewis, and Reverend Michael Jones, Bobby Smith, Al Usher, five-month-old Madison Sims, and Sister Thelma Long. We have a card from Brother Sammy Henderson that says, thanks so much for your thoughtfulness through, thanks for just being you. This comes from Brother Sammy Henderson and his family. You also have an invitation to the Greater White Chapel Missionary Baptist Church inviting you to the installation service of their new pastor, Reverend Marvin Booker. That service will be held on December 8th at 2.30 p.m. As I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. Good morning, Cade Chapel. It is giving time. Wait a minute, we're in the Thanksgiving season. It is giving time. All right. See, I know now is the season where we begin to reach into our pockets a lot. We have Thanksgiving coming up and we have Christmas coming up and so sometimes we lose we lose sight of why we give. So it's important for us to understand that we give here at Cade because we want to demonstrate our obedience to God. We give here at Cade because we want to show God that we are grateful for all that God has done in our lives. We also give here at Cade because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the missions and the ministries that occur right here at Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. So we ask that we do this to keep this at the front of your minds in order that during this season we always remember why we give here at Cade. So before we move to this next phase of giving, let us hear from the Lord. But when you give to the needy, do not, net, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. This is the word of God for the people of God. Praise, honor, and glory to God. Amen.
Let us pray. O oh, most holy God, we come now thanking you for the willingness and the ability to participate in this offering. We ask that it be used in its proper way, that is to glorify and edify your most holy and precious name. Dear God, we ask that you hear this prayer that's uttered in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Suddenly an earthquake came 
How many of y'all know that there's a lot of power in that song? You know why? Because there's power in prayer. While they were singing, my mind went back, this being the Thanksgiving season, my mind went back to when we were small children. My mom and daddy on Thanksgiving Day, they would have us to go and get down on our knees and thank the Lord that we were able to live and see another Thanksgiving Day. And then the same thing would happen at Christmas and same thing would happen at Easter. Mama, she would say, get on your knees and thank the Lord because there's a lot of little children that wish they had what you have. And then even if you didn't have no toys or clothes or turkey, if you had your health, you still had something to be thankful for. So I, my mind went back to that when they were singing that song. You know, it's a blessing to be in the house of prayer. We give honor and glory to God the Father, to Jesus the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, our comforter. And we thank God for you, especially these, my brothers and sisters in the ministry. And then my family, I thank you all for being here. Matter of fact, I'm going to just ask all of my family members, just wave your hand. You don't have to stand up. <laughs> Amen. And then we thank God for the pastor of this church, the angel that he sent to this house, Reverend Reginald Buckley, and our pastor emeritus, Reverend Horace Buckley, in their absence, we thank God for both of them. There is a word from the Lord, and I ask now if you will pray with me. Father God, we thank you for this day. Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity 
I humbly ask now that you will hide me behind the cross. Let your people hear your voice and let them feel your spirit. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Those of you that have your Bibles and your Bible apps on your phone, I'm going to ask if you'll stand and go with me for our scripture lesson, which is coming from a very familiar passage, the 23rd number of the Psalms. Psalms 23, and we will be focusing on the first three verses. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in the green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And that's enough. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord. We'll be using as a subject this morning... On this Sunday before Thanksgiving, he restores my soul. He restores my soul. The soul, the immortal spiritual part of a human being. An individual self. The immaterial part of a person that which is equivalent to our spirit. He revives it and he reinvigorates it when it is exhausted and weary. The Lord God gives quiet and contentment in our minds and life is refreshed by God. David, everybody know for many years he was a shepherd. Out in the fields, shepherding his father's sheep. And I'm sure that when he wrote this, it was easy because of the many years he had spent out in the pastures with the sheep. You see, there was a need. And it didn't just come with David. The need came many years, many years before David wrote this psalm. You see, I'm sure he was thinking about the fact that sheep are vulnerable, very vulnerable animals. In this passage, you notice where he says, he leads me beside still waters. Sheep were a type of animal that if they went to rushing waters, it was dangerous because the water may cover their fleece and flipped them over into the water and they would drown. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then he talks about green pastors because green pastors were more better for sheep because if he took them through rough areas, the thorns and thistles would get caught in their fleece. So emphasis is put on green pastors. If he took them to high hills, they may tumble and fall. 
So green pastors and quiet waters was the analogy he made here. And like I said, sin had gotten into the human race many years before David wrote this. Back in Genesis, you recall, where in the Garden of Eden, in the third chapter of Genesis, the serpent who was used by the devil himself, who was substantial, crafty, and the most shrewdest of all of God's creation, he told Eve when she told him that she was not supposed to touch the fruit on the tree in the midst of the garden. The devil had the serpent to get into her mind and her thoughts. He said, you will not die. God just don't want you to eat it so you won't be as smart and wise as he is. And Eve fell for it. She did eat of the fruit. And then she gave the fruit to her husband, Adam. Sin came into the human race because of their actions. These words hints of the damage that sin can do to the soul. Sin, how it can affect the psychic, the emotions, one's mental state of being. And in this regard, we cannot but think of such mental turbulence as worry, guilt, sadness, unrest, frustration, and fear. So last week, the pastor preached on sin and the dangers of sin. David here focuses on our need for restoration. You see, after Adam and Eve had eaten of the fruit, they found out that the devil had lied to them. Instead of getting God-like power, they found out that they only got the knowledge that they had received, which gave them a sense of inadequacy as a human being. They gained something that they didn't have, which is fear, shame, and it was the beginning of sin. Well, if you look at the psalm, where David said he restores our soul. The focus is on God's work in our lives, for we cannot restore ourselves. This must be done by our God. You see, the context of Psalm 23, in which David recognizes God as his shepherd and caretaker, he does this because God watches over him, and he does not find himself in need of anything. All of his needs are met. And he can rest in the green pastures. And he can rest beside the still waters. In other words, David knew that as long as God was walking before him and with him, everything would be all right. You see, when we look at this psalm, we realize that Restoring of the soul, it requires three things. The restoring requires, number one, rest. Plain old rest. David appears to be at a moment of rest when he prepared this psalm. This was not a song that he had prepared for battle. 
This was not a celebration song for a holy day, but rather it was a time when he just enjoyed relaxing in the presence of God. Then secondly, he knew that the second thing required for the restoration of the soul was reflection. For, restore, for the restoration involves reflection. Here his soul was restored as he looked back over his life and looked at it from God's perspective because he knew that with God on his side, he felt protected, he felt safe, and he felt secure under God's leadership. You know, we talk about how we look back over our life and we think about how God brought us through dangers seen and unseen. And then thirdly, replenishment is required for restoration. Replenishment, both rest and reflection, leads to the renewed vigor to live for God. You see, this replenishment led to, and it included an anticipation to be with God, not just presently, but to be with him in the future as well. Like I said, when I stop, I'm just, I'm like David. When I stop and think about all of the goodness and all the great and wonderful things that the Lord has done for me, it gives me a replenishment. So I can identify with what David was saying when he said rest, reflection, and replenishment are all necessary when we want to get restored by the Father. Jesus told a parable over there in the 15th chapter of Luke. He told a, a, a parable about the lost son. Very familiar story, sometimes called the prodigal son, where there was a father that had two sons. And the younger of the two asked his father, he said, Daddy, I'm ready to go out on my own. Can you give me what's coming to me now instead of me having to wait until you pass away? The father told him, he said, son, if that's what you want, that's what I will do. So he gave the young man his inheritance. The story goes that he went into a foreign country and lived a riotous life. And it says that he wasted all that he had with riotous living. And so after he had wasted all that he had, he found himself in a land of famine. He got a job working on a farm feeding swine. And the story goes that he got so hungry and desperate for food until he found himself kneeling and eating the very slop that he was feeding the hogs. Rock bottom. Wasted all that he had. But I need to tell somebody it doesn't take a foreign country. You don't have to go to a foreign country to waste all that you have. 
you can go to another state or another city or the other side of town and waste all that you have. Story goes that he came to himself and said, I will arise and go to my father and I will let him know that I have sinned both against heaven and against him. For his hired servants are enjoying life much better than I am here in this hog pen. So he went back home. Story goes that even before he got to the house, his father saw him from afar and ran to meet him, not to strike him across the head, not to call him names, but to caress him and to kiss him up on his cheek and said, my son who was lost is now found. You know, it's something really special when you can do wrong and still have folk that care about you in spite of what you did. The father said to his servant, my son has returned. Go and get the fine robe, the finest robe, and put it up on his shoulder. Go and get the ring of authority, showing family authority, and put it on his finger. And then get sandals and put them on his feet because he's not a slave. He is still my son. And then he told them, he said, the calf, which they call the fatted calf. People from the country know what you mean when you said a fatted calf. Some of y'all city folk probably don't know. But the calf that had been set aside, that they had been feeding good grain and getting them fat and healthy with good grain. He said, go get that calf and bring him in so that we can have a feast and celebrate the return of my son. So the celebration began. Story goes that the older son returned home from the field. And the story goes that when he heard all of the celebration, he asked one of the service, servants, what is going on? And the servant told him, he said, your brother who was lost has returned. And your father has prepared a feast and celebration for his return. Well, the older brother said, I'm not going in there. Because I've been here and he hasn't had a party for me. Be careful, brothers and sisters, that you don't hate on folk that the Lord bless. You see, in this story, there are three key things that Jesus himself told this parable for us to recognize. You see, the boy, the son, the younger son, he represents all of us. All of us. You, you, and you too. We are all prodigals because we have all wasted. We have wasted not just money. We have wasted time. We've wasted talents. 
We have wasted opportunities. We have wasted relationships. And the list goes on and on. So don't point the finger and say that prodigal, but change that and say we prodigals. But thank God for a father who sits high and looks low that has compassion, which goes to the next character. The father in this story represent our God and our Savior. For his compassion shows that that we have coming from our God. The deep affection and the grace and the mercy that he showed to his son symbolizes that that we have coming from God. To restore us when we have sinned. Thirdly, the elder brother. He represent haters. He represent those so-called friends that get mad at you when God bless you. That get angry because you buy a house or a car. Be careful. Make sure you don't fall in that category like the elder brother. The, the story goes that the father went outside and said so he told the older son, son, why are you out here and didn't come inside? And he told him, he said, I have been with you all along and you never gave me a celebration. He said, son, you've been with me, yes. But everything I own belongs to you. And you will be blessed. Which symbolizes our God and our Father who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, who's rich in houses and land, and we don't have to hate on anybody that he blessed. You see, Jesus told another parable that coincides with what the father was trying to tell the son. In chapter 15 of that same chapter, of that same book, in Luke, Jesus told a parable and he told his parable that, that the Pharisees and scribes were trying to make him seem like he was not the Savior because he was eating and socializing with sinners. Jesus said, what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine and goes to find the one. And when he has found it, will he not lay it up on his shoulder and rejoice and tell his friends that I found my lost sheep? Jesus says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more so than 99 just persons which need no repentance. And he went on and told another parable about a lady who had lost one of her 10 pieces of silver. He said, if she lose one piece and does not, will she not go and find a light to search for it? Will she not sweep her entire house 
to try and diligently find her piece of silver. And when she has found it, she will call her friends and her neighbors and say to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found the piece of silver that I lost. All I'm trying to tell you, sisters and brothers, is that we have a God that we can thank. Because when any of us are lost, he stands with outstretched arms. Not just at Thanksgiving, but every day. Every day should be a day of Thanksgiving. You see, David in that 23rd Psalm, in the final verse of that Psalm, verse 6, David says, Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The New Living Translation says it like this. The New Living Translation says, Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Live. Go and get our mansion in the house of the Lord forever. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 says, but it is written that I has not seen nor ill heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of man all of the good things that God has prepared for those who love him. All I'm trying to tell you, sisters and brothers, is be thankful. Be thankful that we have a God that restores. Be thankful because our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the work by which he is able to subdue all things unto himself. Thank God because he restores. Thank him because 1 John says, Beloved, now we are children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we do know that when we see him, when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him like and as he is. For he restores the bereaved and the brokenhearted. You know, the songwriter says there is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he'll do the same for you. With arms stretched open, he'll pardon you. There is no secret what God can do. We shall be like him, sisters and brothers. We will take off this mortal and put on immortality. We shall be like him. The Bible said we shall be changed 
we will have glorified bodies. And I don't know about you, but David said, I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Let me tell you something. It's going to take forever. It's going to take forever. I don't know about you, but for me, for me to do what I want to do. Because there are friends and loved ones that have gone on before. And I want to see them. There are some people I want to meet. Wouldn't mind meeting Moses and Joshua. Old man David and Zechariah. Wouldn't mind meeting Isaiah. Wouldn't mind having a talk with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Sure enough, want to meet Paul. But then I got some people I want to thank, y'all. I want to thank the people that didn't give up on me. I have got a lot of things to do. I want to walk around heaven all day. I got to thank some folks that looked out for me when I didn't look out for myself. I want to thank some folk that prayed for me before I came to my senses. I want to thank some folk that stood in the grandstands of heaven when I was cutting up and said, he's going to be all right. Don't give up on him. He's going to be all right. I want to thank some folk that prayed for me that was members of this church. I want to thank some relatives that have gone on before that took me and put me on the mourner's bench and said, Lord, have mercy. The Lord did have mercy. We're going to walk around heaven all day. The restoration of our bodies will mean no more sickness. No more tragedies, no more cancer, no more hospitals, no more hurts wheels. Every day, every day will be Sunday. The Sabbath will have no end. You want to thank him right now because it's going to be celebration over there. If you don't like noise, don't go because we're going to celebrate with a restored body. Thank God for Jesus, the man that I want to meet. I want to have a conversation with him and thank him for saving my soul. Brothers and sisters, I need to tell you something else before I take my seat. I can't see us standing before the bar and saying, Lord, let me go to the east side of heaven because there's somebody I don't get along with. Lord, I need you to put my brother that I don't get along with over in the west side. Because me and him had a fallout a few years ago. And we never did make up. I can't see us standing before the Lord. Saying I couldn't get along with this person or that person. 
I'd much rather say, Lord God, I went to them and tried to restore our relationship, but they wouldn't hear me. I'd rather say, Lord, I tried than to say, Lord, we just couldn't get along. There won't be a segregated heaven. Love will abide. God is love. And if we can't love each other down here, we're not going to make it up there. Let's get it together down here. Let's get it together down here so we can show enough celebrate up there. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Where would I be? The doors of the church are open. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Where would I be? You know.
let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessing of this day. For giving us the opportunity, O oh Lord, to come before you once again with our concerns and our desires. Father, you gave us strength to get up out of the bed this morning and return to this place where we can lift your holy name. Now, Master, we have those coming, O oh Lord, coming, thanking you, O oh Lord, for the miracle of life, for giving us loved ones for so many years. But Father, we have to understand that we're all here for a short time. And that when we return to you, we return back to you in your bosom, O oh Lord. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you just wrap your loving arms around both of these young ladies. And there are others, Lord, that, that have gone through similar situations. It is that time of the year, O oh Lord, when we remember. But we're also mindful, O oh Lord, that is a time to be thankful. So, Father, right now, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, for all that you are doing, and all that you will do. In the name of thy Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. of the Baptist Church on fourth Sunday we observe that one of the Lord's Supper before Thanksgiving Day. And so at this time, as the scripture tells us, it's time to examine ourselves. Examine ourselves in such a way that we remember. We remember what God has done for us in our lives, but it's also time to remember what God sacrificed for all of us. For he said after he was betrayed, when he was with his disciples, this is my body, this is my blood, this I give for you. Think about that for each one of us. Christ gave it all. So after the prayer and the deacons come, we ask that you 
your heart and your mind focused on what Christ has done in your life and your family's life. Let us pray. Most holy God, we come now at this sacred occasion that we call communion. And it's a time where we fellowship together, but most important, we get an opportunity to fellowship with you and recognize the sacrifice that you allowed your son to go up on a cross and give up his life so that we might have an opportunity to be with you, to be restored. So now, God, we ask that you pour out your spirit. Touch each and every heart in the building and fill us up with your spirit in order that when we eat the bread and drink the wine that we will be changed in such a way that we become more like you. Now, dear God, we ask that you hear this prayer that's uttered in the name of your Son. Amen. together. us that has gluten sensitivity, we ask that you raise your hand and Deacon Gentry will accommodate you. Let us praise God together. Thank you. 
us break bread together. Let us break bread together on our knees. Let us break bread together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face. wine together. God together. and said, let us eat, so let us eat together. And likewise, he took the cup and said, this I shared for you, let us drink together. And when they had completed the meal, they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives.
Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the one God, the God that was, the God that is, and the God that shall forever be God. May he keep you until we meet again. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Go in peace.